T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. They looked at Struess on the inbound pass. Lowry inbound again here. Struess again. Fires the three. And that might do it. Al Horford with the rebound. Throws it up in the air. And the Boston Celtics will go to the NBA Finals. They complete a wire-to-wire victory on Miami's home court. The Celtics going to their 22nd NBA Finals, where they will look for their 18th NBA championship. Late night W-E-E-I. It's KJ. Thank you so much for being here. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Got my trusty sidekick, Justin, kind of in a reunited situation. I think just by the way the world, Earth turns, it's a holiday, the whole nine and everything. But you will like this little nugget, Justin. Yesterday on KJ and Dundero, I predicted the final score to be Celtics 101, Heat 96. I missed it by a point. That, I, I, I'm glad that you didn't bet it. I'm assuming you didn't bet it because that would have been bad news. Yeah, well, I didn't bet yet an exact score. I, you know, you're one point. I'd be screaming like, "That's a foul! That's a foul!" I, the odds of an exact score like that, you know. And plus, you play the points between you know this and that and so forth. There, I, I, I could be a millionaire today. I could. I well, no, I wouldn't have been off on that one thing. But look, the way the Celtics season has played out is literally lessons that you could teach to children. To people in the workplace, like this Celtics team, they win the NBA Finals. They've got a career after basketball discussing how to come back from adversity and challenges and trauma. Because that's what this team has been. Let's go back to the end of last year. Because I think we have to really really appreciate what happened in this playoff series. You have to appreciate how this franchise stuck through a lot of noise. That a lot of people, especially those who don't like the NBA just because. Well, you know what the because is. But because. When Brad Stevens stepped away and said, hey, I'm going to leave coaching and go upstairs because it seems like there's a disconnect between Danny Ainge, what's going on socially, 
and the players on this team. That's just the way it seemed. I, I can't tell you that. But we do know what that receipt is, which is Danny Ainge stepped down and went to Utah, which is a much friendlier confine than what most of the NBA. I'm, I'm sorry. So then Jalen Brown in the offseason after what was a horrible last season, the hugging of Kyrie and the Nets and the buddying, it just really irked the fan base. Does the team even care about its fan base, the history, or the city? These were all concerns. Then Jalen Brown in the offseason says, look, I'd prefer to have a black head coach. Oh, boy, that set some people off. But then people kind of simmered down and they stopped doing the whole what aboutism of, you know, it should be the best man for the job. And the best man for the job was M.A. Udoka. And I'd been saying all along during the season, what I like about Emmy is he holds these guys accountable, not only in the locker room, but to the press. Almost something that Brad Stevens couldn't necessarily do the way he would want to because of reading the social room and what was going on at the time. That's just absolute what was happening at the time. But then as the Celtics started stinking him up, you've heard me refer to them as the November Celtics. You know, don't let the November, oh, M.A., he was over his head. This guy's overwhelmed. He's over his head. What is going on? Well, here's Coach M.A. Adoka after last night's game talk about what it feels like to be a first-time head coach and in your first run you make it to the NBA Finals. I'm feeling good. It's been a long road, obviously, throughout this season. Uh Feels like it was always meant to be this way. Difficult, you know, obviously two game sevens in, in the last two series and you know shows what I said about our group that we fought through a lot of adversity this year. A resilient group and um, tonight seemed to kind of typify our season and had a seventeen point lead, led start to finish, so that was good. We got off to a good start, but can't ever quite slam the door, but have to grind it out. And uh, bottom line is if we hold somebody in the nineties, we feel good about ourselves. So this is a typical Celtics win. That's what I see. M.A. is one of the coaches that I had taken an interest in because, well, let's just face it. I don't know if you know who his, his fiance is, Nia Long. I've been interested since Boys in the Hood, okay? But seriously, M.A. brought that San Antonio Spurs style of defensive mentality to this team where that's where, because of M.A. and just observing how he had this team play defensively, that, hey, if the Celtics could hold teams to under 100 points, they're virtually unbeatable. Did you see that report that three teams passed on Ime Udoka? Well, because he was an unproven commodity. And you do, that's, look, if you did not have the hubbubaloo of Kyrie Irving stomping on Lucky last season, then everybody hugging the guy who stomped on Lucky's face at the end of last season, and then Danny Ainge making his comments about saying, well, he hasn't heard anything you know, racially adverse in his career, like, you know, over his time, and people were like, what? And then just things just kind of fell apart. We came up with the term for Brad Stevens like he was fire-moted. But mm, we now see he was promoted. And so as the season started to develop into November, oh, the talk was big. You got to break up Tatum and Brown. You got to. These guys have done it. I think they've reached their – people thought that they've reached their peak – They've, they've tapped out, get value on them right now. Uh, you know, Jalen Brown was going through hamstring injuries. Like, maybe you you move him for Damian Lillard. But you know what? Damian Lillard gets hurt. It's just amazing how these things work out. And so there was a lot of talk about breaking up the two Js. And I'd always said, you, you trade one, the other one's asking to be traded. And then what are you necessarily getting back in return? 
But here's Jason Tatum talking about what it feels like to get over the hump of making it to the NBA Finals. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if you ask the question, how confident are you? I, I, I just feel like as a competitor, it's only one way to answer that question. Um, you know, not trying to be arrogant or anything, but I just really believe in myself. I really believe in our team. And, um, you know, it's the biggest game of the season of my career. Um, and I just had faith that we were going to give it all we had, um, regardless of the outcome. Um, but it feels great, honestly. <laughs> um, you know, some of those guys been in Eastern Conference Finals four times, my third time. Um, and, you know, obviously we know we won't win a championship, right? But, you know, to get over this hump uh, in, in, in the fashion that we did it, uh, obviously we took the toughest route possible. Uh, and then to win a game seven and go to the championship on the road, uh, it's special. Things were about to fall apart. Let's go back to Christmas Day. Remember how the Celtics were supposed to be a featured game that day, but because they were stinking up, they kind of moved it around to 2.30 in the afternoon. Like, like you've got the world champions against the Celtics playing a 2, and a cl- a two o'clock game because the Celtics were a 500 team. And if I remember correctly, they got... Switch with the Knicks and the Hawks. Yes. That's even worse. Right, because it's usually the bad Knicks that get that early game. So here you had a 500-squad Celtics team. It was about to get ugly. So they lose on Christmas Day, and you say, well, they've lost. They're losing to the world champions. Maybe this is something they could learn. They're at Milwaukee. You know, Milwaukee's happy to be showing on Christmas Day. Bring out all those deer sweaters, the whole thing, or whatever they do there in Wisconsin, eat cheese. But then the next loss was the ugliest to that point, December 27th against the Timberwolves. Here's Tatum talking about how things almost fell apart. Honestly, I don't, you know, I, I never felt that. Uh, you know, I, I know what a good group, you know, essentially, you know, feels like, right? Um and I felt that all all along. Uh, and everybody believed. And I think that was, that's half the battle. Everybody believing and wanting it to, you know, for the right reasons. Uh, it was just a matter of time, honestly. After that Timberwolves loss, then followed by a loss to the Clippers, they had lost three in a row, and it was getting towards the end of the physical year. 2021 was about to end. And at that time, it was around the early days of Justin and I working together. I created a parody that pretty much asked this out loud. Who should stay or who should go? Hit it. Watching these seas are painful. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to stay as well. Was the frustration screams? These fans, you got to let me know who should play and who should go. We got to figure out who's tradable. Can we get some wins? That's back to back. This is when Joe Johnson was on the team. Yeah, got two weeks to get it on track. Come on and let me know. Anybody, anybody, who should play and who should go. Taking always threes, threes, threes. It was out of hand. Rebounding for you. 
It's not hard to defend the seas. Really undersized you are, yo. Lost to the T-Wolves, that, that was whack. Didn't even have their names on their backs. Hey, number eight, pass me the ball. Come on and let me know. Anybody. Who should play and who, who should go? It's driving me mad. Ah! Oh, Lou Merloni seemed like Nostradamus in his just pontification of like everything should be blown up. You can pull the music down because when we initially did that, we started throwing players into the harbor. We kept both Williams. We kept the two J's. I remember we got rid of Ennis Cantor. We got rid of Derek Schroeder. I think Al Horford at the time even went to. Like, I think we kept five or six players that we thought, like, okay, maybe they are committed to something. No, we did keep Al because that was when he was playing well. He was actually at one point one of the yeah, better so players in the Al, team. Yeah, so we kept Al, the two J's, and the two Williams. That's what it was. The, the two Williams, the two J's, and one Al is what we kept. Even at the time, you thought, like, okay, Marcus Smart is probably the best trade bait they got. And the but in that song, I said... They had two weeks to get it together. And guess what started happening two weeks later? They begin their run of consistent winning. Win a couple, lose a couple, win a couple, lose one, and then just on a tear within a month of the end of December. That's part one of the story. Part two comes next with the priority that's the brand new one to show you just how much this team could potentially go down in the annals of NBA history as one of the most amazing stories. Just from hearing what you heard the last 10 minutes, that's, that, none of that stuff was fiction. That was stuff that was really going on. But now it's time to trend with Justin. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Here's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Celtics are heading to the NBA Finals for the first time in 12 years as they took Game 7 over you Miami. You know if an alien just heard that last 10 minutes and said, why Why would the Celtics be going to the Finals? It sounds like they suck. I mean, how good does this feel? It just feels so good. It's unbelievable. It is. It really is. And you know what I was thinking when you brought up that Timberwolves game? Remember Greg Monroe didn't know his no, teammates? The, yeah, the guy who was the high scorer. He yeah, said, yeah, number I, I eight literally had a great pulled job. up the drop. This is it. Didn't the well played Austin tonight. I didn't know who he was. He <laughs> didn't know his teammates, and the Celtics lost to this guy, but they took game seven, 100 to 96 last night. Jason Tatum went for 26 points. He had 10 rebounds and six assists as well. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart each had 24. The Celtics will now take on the Warriors. Game one is on Thursday night. The Red Sox lost the rubber game to the Orioles 10-0 as the Sox offense was held to just four hits. The Red Sox now are 3-4 and four against the Orioles this season and 0-2 oh and in the two series they have played against the Orioles. Rich Hill takes the loss as he goes just four innings, allowing seven hits, six earned runs, and walking two. He really didn't have his stuff tonight. And the Sox... I mean, you might as well just put a keg out there at the mound. Really? That's really... It felt like, the, it was like beer league softball. The average exit velocity on his fastball was... Or on his curveball, excuse me, was 95.2 miles per hour. That is not good. And the Sox, but right before the game, they actually added uh, Matt Strom to the COVID list. And Hirokazu Sawamura was called up to replace him. He pitched tonight, too. The Sox will now take on the Reds for a two-game set beginning tomorrow. You can catch all the action right here on the Shaw and Star Market, WEI Red Sox Network. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Late Night with KJ coming up next. Coming this August. 
The WEEI quest to strike out cancer reaches two decades with the 20th annual Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon. Save the dates, August 23rd and 24th, live from Fenway Park, as we attempt to prevent, treat, and take cancer for good with your help and your donations. Donate now at jimmyfundradiotelethon.org. The 20th annual Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon is presented by Arbella Insurance. Here for the Jimmy Fund, here for good. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to WEEI Late Night. On WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Sparked inbound. It's Tatum. Spins. Fires. Butter. The lead back up to 10. Tatum with 26. Late night. W-E-E-O. KJ. I'm so excited that I, I kind of like created a vowel there in W-E-E-I. It's like an E, a U, and an I to make W-E-E-O. It's been 12 long years. It's been a dozen years. Since the Celtics have been on that hunt for number 18. And that gets addressed in a couple of moments. When when Tatum hit that shot, went up by 10, I thought that was ball game right there. When they, they, we got to 85 points, I was like, that's ball game. And then it just felt like Marcus Smart may just absolutely just let the air out of the entire balloon. I just chose not to scream, and I let my anxiety sit very quiet towards the end of that game. I don't fault Jimmy Butler for taking that three, going you know trying to go up by one. With that shot, you know, you play to win the game. And if you saw what the Celtics were going through at that time, there wouldn't have been a guarantee that the Celtics would have made another shot. Right. You you would have put them in a situation where they they've been punched drunk and wouldn't have known what had happened. And next thing you know, the heater standing on the foul line, making more shots to extend that lead. out. It, it that's how close things would have turned in that game. So. Uh, but I, I still, I felt like that was the ball game when Jason Tatum hit that step, that sidestep three to put him up by 10. Uh, let's go to Paul in Westfield, 617-779-7937. Thanks for calling late night. Always good to hear from you, my man. Well, finally, KJ Nostradamus has come back. 
And listen, Bud, you were off by one point, just for one simple reality. For you to be off by one point on a series that is unprecedented in upsy downsy, topsy turvy, up by 20, lose by 20. How the hell did you do that? There's no way to predict what this crazy team's going to do. Um, it's just really believing that the Celtics, I believe, that they would come out in Game 7 and just show every defensive card that they had in their arsenal, and that was going to keep the game very close to 100. So I figured that the Celtics would just get over 100, and they would keep Miami under 100. And I think the line was like 2.5 for the Celtics. I believe that they would actually win by about 4 or 5. So that's how I came up with 101.96. And you know what? Based upon empirical logic, that makes perfectly and absolutely, positively, unequivocally sense. So I have a couple quick questions for you, rather than talking. Um, Sports Popal Craig ripped them last night on National. I can say I love this team. However, if you fail to learn from the mistakes of the past, you're not going to have a very strong future. And I mean, let's just be real. We gave away an 11-point run in the last few minutes. Jimmy Butler went up, and if that shot went in, we end up losing. Derek Powers of the Caribbean said on camera, what were you thinking? Uh, well, I hope he misses. KJ, what are you thinking about this team's ability to take double-digit leads and blow it within three or four minutes as a term of a solid factor against a team like Golden State? That's my first question. I, I think if you're going to handle this with Golden State, you, this is where you really lean on Al Horford. If you know that you have done something very advantageous, like get a 10-point lead on a great team, yeah, part of the intelligence is that you want to slow it down. You don't want to feel like you can just straight gun. You don't have Ray Allen out there, you know, in the corner waiting to just drain more threes. But go to what's yeah. going to be the guarantee that Golden State's going to have the trouble stopping, and that's going to be the big man, Al Horford. This is where you even look at going to Rob Williams, where you know that Rob Williams is a capable free throw shooter. So even if he's going to the rim and he's getting fouled, I would like to see Rob Williams go to the basket with the ball a little higher versus having it around his hips because he's getting stripped a lot that way. It's just, you know, when he's going up with that ball, go up with it strong. When you receive that ball, your elbows are already bent and up and ready for the shot because now it forces the the referees to call the foul and less likely for them to call a foul when you get stripped. So that's just something I would be aware of if you're getting 10-point leads. All right, your next question. We saw it in this series, Struth, Strauss, House versus Derek White, unprecedented bad calls. But when you have a team that has um, a, an offense that is ostracized and absent, a defense that disappears, and then turnovers in a record amount of rate, and a referee that's slanted, what's the key to keeping this team focused? Because on the opposite side of that terrible description is they spread the ball, Tatum plays defense, gets everyone else involved. With one guy's down, the next guy's up. We go from a super team of turbo, torrential, terrificness to absolute crud because when we get up by a double-digit point, we seem to lose our focus and fall apart. How do you yeah. address that problem? Yeah, there's no room for errors when it comes to Golden State. You're literally talking about, um, like, literally the Don Corleone of the NBA, even more so than LeBron, right? Because these guys have all kept it in La Familia, this, this Cosa Nostra thing of theirs, right? where they're all born and raised there. I mean, for God's sakes, they have Jordan Poole now as the splash cousin, who's a G-leaguer, who is now probably the, who could be the lethal weapon for them off of the bench. So with Golden State, you have zero room for error, where with Miami, 
you knew that, okay, there's a P.J. Tucker out there that's going to miss some shots, or Kyle Lowry has kind of disappeared from this whole scenario. That's not Golden State. How do you answer for Andrew Wiggins, who's rejuvenated and not having to be the star of the team? You've got you've got Steph Curry, who is in his mid thirties, but still, but playing like a, I mean, like a mad scientist, you know. So, and then Clay Thompson has recovered from his injury. That's pretty much similar to what what KD had, and now here he is coming back. And then Draymond Green brings that energy and the controversy, like a Dennis Rodman who can make baskets. They're still a very dangerous team. You know, they say the last thing you want to do is make an old dog mad because they'll bite because they they've known how to bite their whole life. That 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 would be the equivalent of the Celtics losing focus against this team. Man, thanks for the call, Paul. Always love your questions when you call here late night, anytime, brother. You got it. Uh, let's hear from Coach Ma about his thoughts on getting going up against Golden State. Ma, you obviously, it's, like you said, a significant achievement for these guys yeah. that have been through it. How and now you're playing a team that it's kind of is accustomed to being at this level. How do you guys ensure, and what will the challenges be to ensure that, like, you're not satisfied with just this part, and that there is that, that bigger stuff to take? Through? Yeah, it would be all for naught if we go lay an egg in the finals, and we understand that. Uh, you know, guys were quick to celebrate, but quick to flip the page and say. You know, we got four more. We don't hang or celebrate Eastern Conference championships in the Celtic organization. So we all fall in line and, and, and appreciate that that standard of excellence. And so playing for championships, we're here now um, trying to finish the deal. And, and, you know, we played Golden State pretty well this year. Obviously, beat them pretty bad late in the season. Um, we were kind of rolling early in the season. Took a close loss, and we had some guys in and out. And, um, you know, they had a big lead early, but we fought our way back. So story of the season, we've competed well against the best teams, and obviously you have to do that to make it to this point now. So very confident going in. I know it's another tough challenge. I think Miami will help prep us for some of the off-ball actions and the shooters that they had. Um, but we know it's a high-level team, executing team. It has a ton of great shooters, great players overall, guys I know well, and we're ready for the challenge. So it's important to know, because everybody says, you know, oh, yeah, they shoot the three very well. That was absolutely true. But there are a lot of things that Golden State does very well that they don't get credit for, especially on the defensive end. But there's also some deficiencies that play into the Celtics. So I'm going to give you the things that these, uh, the Warriors do well, top 10-wise in, in cor- across the league, and then what opponents do very well against them. And it tells you exactly what the Celtics would need to do. So for the Warriors... They are top 10 in field. They're 10 in field goal percentage, right? That makes sense. They're number three in three-pointers, both taken and made. Uh, Their three-point percentage is eighth in the league, two-point percentage, third in the league, uh, second in defensive rebounds, seventh in total rebounds, fifth in assists, fourth in steals. So that's a small team that can move around and can get rebounds to get outlets going. So they want to play the transition we're not really talking a half point, uh, a half court team like Miami. So this is a team that doesn't want you to offensive rebound, or they want you to take one shot and get the ball rolling, and they want the fast action to happen. Understandable. Now here's where opponents have been in the top ten against the Warriors, and it's interesting. Number two in field goals. Now that's because of the high scoring. That's probably that where field goal attempts number nine. That goes to the high scoring as well. Field goal percentage. Opponents were number two in the league. Three-point percentage, number three. Two-pointers, number two. Two-point attempts, number eight. Two-point percentage, number two. Free-throw percentage, number five. 
Offensive rebounds, number six. Defensive rebounds, eight. Total rebounds, fifth. Assists, two. Blocks, two. Take them to the hole. Take them to the hole. Make them defend because they're a smaller built team. The biggest mistakes that the, I believe that the Celtics can make is to get fascinated with a three-point fest. You will not out-three-point them. You're not, you're not going to do that. But you have an ability to out-rebound them, to beat them in the paint, to make them defend, right? Because things happen in the paint. You know, a little hoop in the harm. Thompson's got to come out. He's got three fouls. Really? Who does that help? Now, I will say this. I believe the Celtics will win in seven. But they must. The Celtics must win game one. Here's why. If they lose game one, then they're forced to try and win game two because somewhere you're going to have to win a game on the road to win the series. Better to do it early, like, like homework. Do your homework right after school, right? Because this is when the memory of the work is fresh of what you've learned. The Celtics must win game one. Because if they're trying so hard to win game two, trying to play catch up and not go down 2-0, now you're talking about a team that has no experience in the NBA Finals and have to fly back cross country to play game three. And have to win that game. So there's a double pressure where you win game one. Whatever happens in games two, in game two, is okay. It may even allow you to better prepare yourself from a rest perspective for game three. So if Celtics win game one, game two might be a Golden State Warrior blowout. I would not freak out. Because that will give a chance for players to rest and say, you know what? You've done the job. You got one on the road. Now all you have to do is hold serve. Because these are like the the longest possible flights you can take is in this series. All right, here's Jalen Brown, who I thought actually might have been really the 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 MVP of the uh, of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, but I understand why you give it to Jason Tatum if you if you can't figure that out. Watch Winning Time. Uh, the HBO special about the Lakers when they first descended in 1980, how Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the star of that of that series, but because Magic was the star of that final game, you know there was so much attention on him, and that's why I'm still I'm still I, Justin I'm still trying to wrap my I understand the salute to Kobe, but <laughs> I mean like literally like I'm sorry like having Lakers apparel on top of a Celtic on a Celtics jersey or next. To, it felt like I was just watching someone running around with a booger in their nose and just want to say something. Was well, pretty cool though, because they meant he mentored him. I thought I it was pretty it. cool. Put it on your shoes. Put it on your sock. I, I, don't don't put. I that think I would have been more nose. bothered by like green, purple, and yellow shoes though. But you wouldn't know. You know? I mean, yeah, that's I, true. That's true. Or even put the wristband like on your leg or your ankle. You know, but like to put it so prominently to run around like. Or you could have just gone like a neutral color. Like I would, a, like a I would, black, I'd, I'd black. love to talk to. I'd love to call Cedric Maxwell. And be like, okay, man, just man to man. I'll never take it to the. I'll never take it to the stage. How did it feel seeing a Celtic wearing Laker garb, running around there? I, I mean, I get it. Like if if you like if you really wanted me to, for us to get it, wear the Kobe number eight. Put the number eight because at least that that's not the Kobe that beat the Celtics in the 2010 NBA Finals. You're five minutes away from the debut. 
the world premiere of Get That Ring, the latest parody regarding the Celtics. But Jalen Brown, as I was saying, I believe was the uh, was the reason why the Celtics were able to maintain any type of lead they had in Game 7, starting the game. He was aggressive. He put up 40 points a couple of games ago. Uh, but here's him talking about getting prepared for Golden State. Uh, Jalen, uh, this is kind of the first time since 08 that you guys can do something about the blank banner, uh, banner 18, so to speak. Uh, what, what, what's kind of your thought process there? Just a great opportunity. Um, you know, this is what all the work that you put in your whole life for is to be in these moments, um, to get to play in the finals, to represent not just the organization, but your family, your community, your extended community. Um, it doesn't get too much better than that. So we got to embrace it, um, but also embrace the challenge because um, we're playing a team that's been there, done it um, before. And uh, if we expect to win, we got to come with our A game. Yeah, and, and, I, and I give it to these players. They, they, they've heard a lot. If you've joined the show at, at the top of the hour, it was kind of really taking you back to just all the noise that surrounded the Celtics from last season and what was it going to look like this year and who they were choosing for their coach. Uh, think of all the people who were screaming for Chauncey Billups to get that job or Sam Cassell. But M.A. Adoka has this team in the NBA Finals in his first year where the team was below 500 at the start of the calendar year. I mean, I was one of them just trying to figure out like, hey, maybe Marcus Smart is an ideal trade piece to a Western Conference team that would have to think about, okay, who do we get to defend Steph or to defend John Morant or to put on Chris Paul to help a team get over the hump? M.A. stayed the course. I, 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 I give it to him. I give it to him tremendously. I've always, from day one, said, I see something in this guy that says he's going to make these players accountable. He's going to get them to at least care about their craft. It's very easy when you're a superstar. And this is what, you know, all these NBA players have been playing basketball their whole life. And for all their life, pretty much until they get to the NBA and even it leaks into the NBA for some players. Who's ever told them no? Who's ever told Jason Tatum not to take the shot in high school? <laughs> I'll show you a coach that's who's screaming 10 on 6. You know what that is, Justin? That's $10 on pump 6. That's what they that's what they that's what they're doing if you did that. Now 10 10 on 6 is be like you click it once and then you have to unclick it. Like that's how fast gas goes into the tank. But yeah, a lot of these players have never been told about themselves, have had a mirror held up to them. It's a law of power that, you know, the mirror effect. If you want someone to understand their deficiencies instead of screaming at them from the other side, just hold up a mirror. Let them see it themselves. And that's what he did. Hey, you guys take bad three-point shots. You see what happens. When the ball doesn't go down, you know, we don't have a chance to get rebounders there. Teams get into fast break. I mean, he, he told all this stuff to the media. And make him accountable. I mean, at one point, remember when Marcus Smart made his comments about, you know, Jalen and, and, and Jason need to learn how to pass. Paraphrasing. <laughs> this was a real thing at one time in a not-so-distant past. It's this season. But these guys stuck through it. When you hear them say they went the hardest route, absolutely. 
You beat KD and Kyrie, who were supposed to be the the coordinated saviors of the of the of the East. Then you beat the NBA champions. Then you beat the number one seed in your conference in a row. Unbelievable. So with everybody talking about how do we get Banner 18 filled out, I think will happen and will be the start of something very great. Uh, on KJ and Dondero yesterday, Mark said something I thought was almost fascinating. He says, this series with the Warriors and the Celtics reminds him a lot of the Lakers Bulls series of 91, where the Lakers are 10 years now deep into the brand name, even though the team may not be as good as the brand. People didn't expect him to be in the finals. And on the eastern side of the conference is this team called the Bulls that have now finally gotten over the hump against the Pistons. So, I haven't done a parody song in a while because if you do it all the time, then everybody expects you to do that all the time. But this one's a good one. It's called Get That Ring. This is for the Celtics. Let's effing go. Hit it, Justin. Hate the heat, angry freak, and KD. Wow. Take down Steph and the refs. Championship now. Beat the heat, angry freak, and KD. Wow. Oh, my God. Finally, the Celtics are in the NBA Finals. The LeBron years over. The bubble over. The fighting over. Danny Age over. Championship, here we come. Get that ring, another title for the seas. AT Banner in the gardens, what fans want to see. Get that ring, another title for the seas. AT Banner in the gardens, what fans want to see. A dozen years have gone since the chance for 18. This team was heading for failure, or at least it seems. With bogus clowns like Kyrie or Kemba and Gordon's knees. Marcus Smart's obsession with taking threes. Get that ring, the Celtics, you're the long with Emmy as your leader. Days can't go wrong. The fans are behind you, even angry Lou. So <laughs> bring home that trophy that you can do because. Get that ring, another title for the C's. 18th banner in the gardens, what fans want to see. Get that ring, another title for the C's. 18th banner in the gardens, what fans want to see. 18th ring. Come on, C's. Come on, C's. 18th ring. What a classic series. Warriors, Celtics, history, NBA. At its finest, let's go seize. Beat the Heat, Angry Freak, and KD. Wow. Take down Steph and the refs. Championship now. Beat the Heat, Angry Freak, and KD. Wow. Take down Steph and the refs. Championship now. Get that ring. That's all the fan base wants. You like that one, Justin? I, a little dance, it's a danceable tune. It was, it was. It was really upbeat, and you know how honored I am to have the first night of us working together again, and I get a parody? And you get a parody. I don't know if this was like a makeup gift because we hadn't been together. You know, okay, let me clarify that. We hadn't worked together in a while. 
You know, people uh, people start rumors. You know, they hey, did you hear a late night show? I, I think the two of them used to be involved. Yes, we used to be involved working together at this time. But uh, if you want to hear something crazy, and this this series actually means a lot to me. If there's a second team that I have a deep history for and appreciation for, it's the Golden State Warriors. Uh, it was the Golden State Warriors that my father sat me down to show me. Um, a guy who would end up being a graduate who graduated from my college, a guy named Al Adels. And Al Adams is like president emeritus now with the Golden State Warriors. He's been there, but he was one of the, with Russell winning the title as being the first black head coach winning a major uh, professional organization's uh, team as, as a head coach, player coach. Al Adels was like the first who wasn't a player coach. He was just the coach. And uh, Al Adels is somebody that I've always admired as a, an alum at my school. I, I've shared here on the air that I remember meeting and being around Steph and Seth Curry when they were like eight and six from a station I worked at in Charlotte with their father, Dell. And so there's always this uh, affinity that I have for the Curry family. And the Chant Warriors come out to play. I actually have a friend and a mentor who was literally in the movie Warriors in one of the gangs. But that doesn't mean a damn thing. I still want the Celtics in seven. <laughs> all that heartbreak soliloquy, all that heart-loving soliloquy stuff, right? No. I seriously believe that the Celtics, who can win this game in seven by having the advantage with the size, making Steph Curry defend wing players, uh, Marcus Smart being able to, because their big players are small, you could see Marcus Smart starting to check Andrew Wiggins and be effective. And that would be, re- it's it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be some enjoyable basketball. But the Celtics have to have to win game one. You have to get that first round knockout in there because automatically to win the series, you got to win a game on the road. And the best one to do it is the very first one. Like I tell people here on the station, like the best time to win tickets to like when we do Red Sox, like two for Tuesdays, like get the early, early tickets. Like be, the, be at the station like early, you know, trying to try at the very last try. I mean, it's great. You get to try, but you there early. You can get stuff done. All right, we wrap up late night here next here on WEEI with KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. The Celtics are the balls. WEEI late night. On WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Take the heat and Greek Freak and KD. Wow. Take down Steph. Yeah. Refs, Chip. Yeah, the refs are all in the middle of those series. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, go ahead and pan that down. Yeah, that's get that ring. Yeah, the the Celtics beat KD and Kyrie. Right? They just shut Kyrie down so bad that his coach had to come and console him here in Boston. But I thought at the time that's when I was getting into uh Coach Shashevsky as well, him laying into his players around that same time. KJ late night W E E I. Thank you so much for spending the last two hours, or really an hour and a half. Did Red Sox review about 10.30 last hour, and then all Celtics this hour. I just really appreciate the calls, Paul and Westfall. Uh, Paul and, well, not Paul and Westfall, but Paul and West, uh, Westfield and uh, others who have who chimed in as well. I saw your text as well. Thank you so much. Couldn't get to them. Um, yeah, to see this team beat KD and Kyrie and then beat Greek Freak 
and his 10 steps and his movie promos. That, that always scares me when you're allowing a guy to walk, you're not making any foul calls, and they're running his Disney Plus movie that, that's coming out in the summer. Like, oh, gosh, it's a setup. And then beat the Heat in, in, a, in a sloppy series. But, hey, a win is a win. And so NBA Finals starts Thursday. Justin, you know, I had actually tweeted Ken Laird, our boss, like, hey, maybe Mark Dundaro and I should be doing our Sunday morning show from from San Francisco. I had no response. Why be thinking what? about it? That's what he's doing. He's thinking you know, about it. Yeah, because we've been on for the last two Game 7s and we'll end up being on for Game 2, getting people ready. KJ and Dondero, Sunday mornings, 9 to 11. You can catch Mark one of the days this week. I think nights when there's no Red Sox game, he'll be here. So uh, thank you so much for hanging out, Justin. It's great to see you and be here with you again. I always appreciate the work you put in. It is second to none, and you can tell that to everybody else, all the rest of the producers. I, I'll even make like a cookie trophy of it if you need to. I do love cookies, that's for yeah, sure. you do. At Justin N. Turpin on Twitter, at KJ Carson, at WEEI. Have a great night. Celtics in seven. See ya. In the well played awesome man. I didn't know who he was. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.